So, working title I got for you. Ready? How does it feel? Astrocast. Okay, I don't What have you done lately? All right. Tech and shit. Uh, yes. However, <laughs> I don't know if you can legally use a swear word in a podcast name. I'm pretty sure we can do whatever we want. Probably. Brew science. Now, what if we did that in reverse? Science brews. No. <laughs> <laughs> I like brew science. Three guys, one rocket. I love that. <laughs> no. Three that sounds like we're making a, yes. an adult film That's in why your I like apartment. It. That's why I like it. Do we like brew science? Brew science. Are we the brew science podcast? Yeah. Alright, yeah. On three. We are the The Bruce Sides. Oh my god. <laughs> you didn't even count. <laughs> you said on three. On three. three. <laughs> That's true. Is that good? <laughs> this is Bruce Science with Miles Sloan and co-host James Brannan. Yo, what up? Colby Eagle. Welcome to this podcast of literally nothing. And everything. But mostly, mostly nothing. No. <laughs> so this is a podcast with uh, me and my friends where we are very novice amateurs and we're going to cover brief science topics that interest us and hopefully you. Science topics, tech topics, really I guess whatever interests us, right? Yeah. Brew maybe once a week. Talk about it. Yeah, so we'll do, um, we'll do a deep dive into a scientific study or a recent development and then the next week we're going to deep dive into possibly anything of interest whether it be a distillery method of a certain type of alcohol or stuff around the house that you take for granted like your microwave toaster oven that kind of junk now this all sounds really boring but to spice it up we're all drinking alcohol so like mature adults (laughs) yes so hopefully that'll make it more fun i don't know james what do you got in your glass tonight um tonight i have a What's it called? A screwdriver. <laughs> I've only had a sip. Which, which I'm you already here. <laughs> so I've got it mixed about uh, 60-40. I won't tell you which is which. And then for backup, I'm rocking some Wasatch Brewery uh, Blueberry Hefeweizen. Should be pretty damn good. And Colby so graciously brought for us to share a bottle of Taiko Sake. Unfortunately, behind the Zion Curtain here in Utah, we cannot get a whole lot of Great stuff. Get good stuff. Wait, you didn't get that here? No, I did. Just oh. got it at the liquor store. But we can't get like the good stuff, like the citrus stuff or any of that. All we get is plum and regular and cucumber. That's bullshit. Yeah. Well, when you when you have to go to the state-run liquor store and you can't buy your own six-pack, I mean. Luckily, those laws are changing a little bit. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Slowly but surely. Slowly but surely. Sure. And if you guys want to, we can cover an episode on that. If you guys ever have questions about it, and you're from not around here. Yeah, um, it's just bullshit. <laughs> so it's gonna be a really fast podcast. Yeah. Speaking of that, <clears throat> brew science, right? Yeah. BS. Literally, our show Back. is bullshit. <laughs> we have the bullshit show. The, oh, can you imagine the T-shirts? The BS show. Oh man, I love it. This guy's already plugging merch, and we're one episode. <laughs> Not even one episode. Just like five minutes. Listen, you keep your eyes on the prize, and you'll get where you're going. Whatever that means. All right, Coach Collins. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, should we do our news portion? Yeah, so uh, we'll go to our news portion. What should we call it? Should we call it Buzzed News? News yeah. Buzz? Uh, what the, the first fuck one happened this week? No. no. <laughs> I like Buzzed News. That's like Buzzed News? Yeah. All right. Buzzed News. 
Sloan, you want to go first? What? <laughs> Do you not have? <laughs> I'm anything? not the news guy. Oh, Colby, go for it. So this week, uh, SpaceX actually made a huge landmark, I guess you could say, landing, I guess. Basically, they've com- completed their first um, commercial flight um, that actually was designed to bring actually supplies to uh, the space station and stuff like that. Which was huge in and of itself because it's the first one that's actually proving that, that it's possible to actually feasibly within a, a budget to bring supplies back and forth um, and still maintain the rockets. They actually landed both the boosters from the heavy back on the landing pad uh, with no losses or anything like that. So that's yeah. no was, teachers this time. It was really yeah. cool to see too. For a second I thought maybe it's fate. Maybe it's in rewind and so i watched it two more times and then i the brain made sense it's kind of eerie seeing like a rocket just like touch down it's, like that it's you think weird. It's I, weird i imagined weird. it would come straight down but it mm. comes at, at like angle. a 45 yeah. degree <laughs> angle and then fires its retros and it comes back yeah it's crazy yeah it's it's kind of unsettling but it's amazing how it how far it's come because i mean you think about it like back in the like 1950s Mm-hmm. and 40s when they were airing for sci-fi things like that's how their rockets landed in the movies right true yeah that's 100% but true. like the challenger lands on a runway like a normal plane why well, yeah that's well i guess i mean we were working with what we had but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah i mean but <clears throat> like uh i mean if you consider that was 40 ish years ago right 50 yeah. 50-ish now i mean for technology to have gone as far as it has and we're still not on the moon, you know. Uh, kind of says something. We're still not on the moon. I mean, well, no, we we are, but we haven't. You don't gone. believe we've landed on the moon? I'm gonna fucking kill you. We haven't <laughs> gone back to the moon. Like since '69, we haven't really done any moon exploration. Did we go back, or was that in '69? There's been. I think we went once more in like '71 or '72 or something. Was China's been back when that one was. Yeah, yeah China, China went. China went the other day. Korea did not. Korea attempted. <laughs> they did not. No, we did. Unfortunately, either. yeah. But I mean, China went up there, and when they planted those seeds, they and lasted they for died. Well, it's space, but I mean, it's yeah. the first steps of terraforming. Like yeah. that's, I mean, that's really cool. For it. No, mm-hmm. they got to drop nukes up in the atmosphere. That's what they got to do. That's what they're planning on doing for Mars. That's what Elon wants to do for Mars. Just throw radiation at it and just see what happens. Yeah, he says if you detonate a couple nukes in the atmosphere, well, or was it? Maybe it wasn't Mars. But that doesn't sound right. No, yeah, but it sounds like Elon Musk. I mean, it, it's I mean, yeah, that's that's <laughs> one of the commercialized like flames. It would take, I think, he said a few thousand years. But if you detonate it, then somehow it'll probably thicken the atmosphere or whatnot, and you know, create. Except for the little life that's there, radiation just zaps. Yeah, that's true. There's no yeah, life on Mars, or maybe it'll mutate it. Who knows? It's true. We'll just roll we the might, dice. We might get other people. Little uh, nuclear bomb. Uh, nanny, nanny. Uh, no, <laughs> we're talking. You know, a couple million years. You know. I ain't got no. that. <laughs> ain't nobody got time for that. Right. As I actually read a, uh, a report the other day that said uh, we had like 60 some odd years of sustainable resources left was all. Speak mm. for yourself. That makes sense. I can speak for my... No, that's like... <laughs> speak for myself. Speak for yourself. I'm cutting my portions, bitch. <laughs> that's what I was like. You got, you got beans? Hey, that away? What you got? I live in Utah. I'm a doomsday prepper. What that's are you fair. talking about? All right. You got... That's fair. I am but, a like, doomsday prepper. That's just, it's insane to me that we've gone from, you know, the early 50s of 
the booming and huge advancements and well, that's, know, mass multiplying of people to that's where we why are we now. Have, that's why we have the problem we do. Well, yeah, I was watching uh, One Planet on Netflix, uh, David Attenborough. You know, it's one of those. I mean, anything David Attenborough he, tells you, you listen, it's amazing. So. But he Isn't says, he, "Sir and." Excuse me, Sir David Attenborough. Anyway, he talks about uh, how we landed on the moon in 69. And I think he says that our population, Earth's population, has doubled since then. More than doubled. Which is just freaking insane. I, I, it was like 2 and 2.3. Yeah, that's insane. So like 2.3 times. This may be like a controversial topic, but like eugenics, done the right way. I don't know I'm enough supported. about eugenics, but isn't that... Like a Nazi thing? So, yes. <laughs> yes and no. So, like, con- all right, just like, stay everybody, just wait. Just Sloan's so advocating like, the Nazis. Yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 no. Slow down, slow down. I, I, so, let's hear it. One of the few things that, like, people don't realize is the U.S. was practicing eugenics at the same time Nazi Germany was. Yeah. Now, our eugenics program was way, way different than literally committing genocide. Right. Our eugenics problem was they would take convicted criminals of aggressive and heinous crimes and sterilize them oh that's legally. fine with me so like people that showed those tendencies you just weed it out because it's the whole nature versus nurture argument which i believe it's nature like a good 50 plus percent of the time i think it's different varying from person to person nature versus nurture well it's a true thing but if i could cut out 50 percent of mass kill like killings right absolutely i would definitely like even if it was like even if the government came right. to me and said we found your genetic code shows these markers you can't have kids i mean i'm the kind of person's like yeah that would kind of suck but there's enough kids in the system like yeah we're good we'll be fine makes sense so anyway so spacex <laughs> landed their rockets <laughs> yeah, i don't know how we got there week. yeah that's cool um, uh, I, one one interesting part i wanted to actually touch on here is actually so the name of the rocket's falcon heavy of course um Mm-hmm. because it's heavy as shit but so falcon <laughs> heavy ranks is the I'm most sure. powerful rocket in the world mm-hmm. with 27 engines creating 5.1 million pounds of thrust that uh, is equivalent to about 18 uh boeing 747s wait that was for what that, that's the rocket itself mm-hmm. so they the the falcon heavy had mm-hmm. two falcon 9 rockets strapped together mm-hmm. and yeah. you so is that combined uh, yeah yeah in total it was that the most powerful rocket freaking have you guys, 27 have you, engines have you ever been to a rocket boost test no yes they every now and then if you're ever in the area out at utah uh, atk thia call they do test boosts um often enough that you could look it up and find some really really awe-inspiring like you're yeah, about really you're cool. about like five miles away yeah, yeah, I think I and you can still yeah. feel hear, and see everything it, it is it's crazy intense because the sonic boom takes so long to get to you like you, it, literally it's five miles away mm-hmm. and it, it it takes a good solid 10 15 seconds like you can see you can see the compression yeah, wave see the compression coming wave towards coming towards you because oh, it's all desert so you can watch all the dirt like shifting that's crazy and yeah and like could you imagine like if you had something else explode and you just saw the wave of just like devastation approaching oh shit oh shit oh shit oh shit oh shit oh shit shit. something like that it was well i'd find jesus real quick (laughs) i'm sure jesus would find you way before (laughs) (laughs) found him the other day he's under the overpass that's jesus they're different people oh damn it jesus i was so excited colby what else you got for us what else is happening um that was the big one uh, that i want to talk about of course we've got the black hole 
Uh, most people have done a ton of research into that already. The the big thing people don't realize with the black hole, because I've, I've had a number of people I've tried to talk to about this so far, and they just, they look at the picture and they go, oh, I could have painted that, I could have drew that, right? You know, but the the thing you have to realize with this black hole is it actually is proving. It, it's the first time we've actually had proof that Einstein was correct, that, you know, our, most of our theories on black holes have been correct. Like, most of the drawings, like, that we've seen of black holes have been correct. Yeah, like we, we have now proven that we know what the hell we're doing. So the picture... Sort of. For the most part. Yeah, no, it, the fact that it's like a concrete evidence that supports Einstein's theories... Exactly. ...is just one more piece to the jigsaw of our topic today, which will be later, we'll discuss it further in depth, which is the fourth dimension and quantum physics a tiny bit. This is like the very first actual like concrete evidence to support all the math that we've been preaching right. to a bunch of people throughout the millennia so the the picture that we have of the black hole yeah um a lot of the pictures of different planets and solar systems and whatnot they're actually artist representations mm-hmm. of what they are mm-hmm. a lot of the pictures that we actually have of earth are artist representations uh is this an actual photo or is this an artist yeah. representation so, yeah, this of is what this is the... in this is the first time we've had an actual photo it's an actual mm-hmm. photo so, of yeah, black so hole. In, in a sense so james is right in the fact that we get pretty grainy photos from space and then the space photos are given to a sanctioned artist by nasa and the u.s government to recreate and render the art because that i mean the hubble telescope's been up there for what 30, 40 40 years something like a long that time and yeah. i don't know if you know this you can't really do maintenance on it <laughs> no it's so doesn't work that i way. went up i took care of it oh, yeah. so it's just <laughs> dusted it off a little yeah, bit. So it was the way this picture got taken, for those that don't know, it was done by the Event Horizon Telescope, which is in fact seven telescopes put together, not just one, and they're radio telescopes. Mm -hmm. They're not photo lens telescopes. They're earthbound radio telescopes. So what they Mm -hmm. did was they would take in the waves, categorize them, and put them into a sequence, and that sequence came out with this image. Okay, so so they took the they took the waves that came in, mm-hmm. quantified it, put it into usable data, and created this created damage. Okay, mm-hmm. that's good enough. For me. Speaking of the data, um, I don't know if anybody's like done enough research into it, but the amount of data they had to collect to actually produce oh. this image mm-hmm. is five petabytes. Five petabytes. I think my so, Xbox holds that much. Uh, pretty damn close. <laughs> so you, you wish your Xbox holds about a percent. <laughs> about a percent yeah, about a you percent. hold one terabyte and a pentabyte nope, mine doesn't even hold a terabyte yeah it's oh 500 gig oh. mine's the shibby one. Oh jesus <laughs> <laughs> so five petabytes um is equivalent to about five thousand years not not five thousand individuals five thousand years of mp3 files mm-hmm. that's that's just playing the mp3 files oh, over damn. and over so I had an MP3 player well, that took... would only fit about a half hour of data <laughs> yeah. on it so, back in the day. It's fantastic. Yeah, and this was like groundbreaking research in the fact that it took a supercomputer, which is not something you have at your desktop. This is banks and banks and banks of information that just got cranked out. And unfortunately, there is a f- female researcher, rest her That's very person, which... <laughs> no, well, I'm getting to. I'm getting to it. So she did groundbreaking research into this field, and she's been catching a lot of flack on the internet because this is such a male-dominated field. They're saying, "Oh, oh, 
you really didn't do anything, which is really, really disfortunate for yes. her because is this still she that really way? put in in the research. Yeah, well, I mean, field. not necessarily. I would assume not necessarily like at NASA itself, right? But I'm sure in the science field abroad, it, it still is a problem. Uh, abroad. Oh no no it is it is a, it is a huge problem for equal rights for the women in that field because it is so so male dominated to the point where top Ivy League schools and other stuff are giving ridiculously beneficial scholarships to women that are interested in that. In fact, there was a right. Bill Nye was here in Utah about a week and a half ago, and there was a question brought up in the Q and A about the diversity and that kind of stuff, and he brought it to the point that's like women need the education because that is literally more than 50% of the world's population and we need their help too because right. what the crisis is we have is on our hands is we need we need the brain power and I don't know about you but they can think of a lot better things than I do right. <laughs> it's the, the the woman's name uh, by the way is Katie Bauman she actually was the uh, uh, a scientist uh, at MAT she's the one that actually developed the algorithm to be able to actually take the five petabytes of data and make sense of it. So, so actually, literally without her, we, we wouldn't have this. Exactly. So shout out to Mrs. Miss Bauman. Katie Bauman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, so we're fighting for you. Keep it up. Way to go. Uh, well, that's that's all I had for that's science That's about news. all the tech news, so I guess we can just jump into our topic, which is the fourth dimension. <laughs> Ready for your mind to be jello? Um, it's already jello. I've been studying this <laughs> on and off for the past couple of weeks, and it's not getting any better. I, so, I still have no clue. Like, I understand how we can read it. I understand how we can look at it. I don't get it. So, <laughs> one thing that multiple physicists, mathematicians will tell you is your brain physically cannot understand this. In the fact that you will not be able to picture what this is which is something you need to come with it helped me coming in with that mindset of that you won't be able to understand it a hundred percent but like we talked about earlier this is one more piece to the puzzle that could solve a lot a lot of problems a lot of problems like a lot of problems in the fact of like space travel oh okay that that kind of stuff um understanding like environmental i was thinking how is this going to help me grow corn (laughs) (laughs) well if you could access the fourth dimension and shorten the gap of space time you could grow so much corn you could grow corn in a different galaxy you could have two galaxies full of corn that's a lot of corn potentially okay so should we (laughs) should we start kind of from the ground up i don't want to spend a lot a lot of time on like the second dimension but kind of explain how we get to the fourth dimension from the second dimension so in mathematician we come up with these things called n dimensions in mathematics you will have we start out as a zero dimension what this is is a point an infinitely small point it has no mass it just exists in this singularity point zero dimension from there, if you connect two points on your graph, it creates a line. Creates a line. Creates Thus, line. we enter the first dimension. What this is is just a straight line, infinite, infinitesimal, from beginning to end. There is no beginning, no end. Just stretches on forever. Mm-hmm. Now, whenever you move up from a dimension up from any dimension, you have to go perpendicular to your previous dimension. That's what degrees. unlocks. You have to go ninety degrees. Have to ninety. That is what defines perpendicular. Oh my god! To your other dimension. That's so just... if you look at your, like, think back to math class. You have your graph. Now we're going to go into the second dimension. Your graph paper. We go to an x y axis. 
that xy axis is a the y is perpendicular to the x we enter the 2d world this is where shapes and figures start coming into a point where you have circles squares this is where we find kind of flatland correct and upon research we found that a lot of physicists will refer to this dimension as flatland because if you understand the relationship between flatland and our 3d world and apply that your brain can perceive to an extent the fourth dimension oh kobe's going for another drink <laughs> this is your fourth i'm about ready for Ooh, a second Lord, is Sloan even drinking i've this is fill me up when when i told fill you i was planning on drinking the bottle i was planning on drinking the bottle i might be calling for a ride home because don't drink and drive kids buzz driving is drunk driving yes it is buzz news is buzz news is drunk news. But so I mean, buzz news is fake news. Wait, hold on. <laughs> well, we are we are amateurs for sure. <laughs> Who's an amateur? <clears throat> I'm <an> professional. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the second dimension, we have x y axis. We have circles, squares, triangles, squiggles. And mm. what I mean by squiggles, like sine, cosine. But that's a whole separate squiggles situation. Not Let's not go friend. that Squiggle deep. is a shape squiggle if you stretch it long enough. No, because you have to you have to circle back on it. So. Okay, that's too much. <laughs> so <laughs> in flatland. What happens if a flatlander visits the first dimension? We go down a step. Never mind. We're not going to. That's too much. That's too much. Okay. The basic so gist of it I gotta is get, he loses a dimension. I mean, that's, so, that's all right. you can think of. So in flatland, we have a bunch of triangle squares all running around each other. Now, to get to the third dimension, which we exist in, we add in the z-axis, which is perpendicular to both. This is the key. The next dimension has to be perpendicular to all previous dimensions. So when we add the z-axis, we go what we like to call up. Flatlanders do not know what up is, just like you will or not down. know what the fourth dimension is. They can't. Your brain can't perceive this hyper dimension. Right. So when we add the z-axis, we get our rhombus. We get um, hedrons. We get cubes, triangles, pyramids, cones. This is the world that we live in. Three dimensions. We have length, width, height as the third dimension. Now, let's say we wanted to visit Flatland, and this is how you can kind of understand. In Flatland, there is only X and Y. And there's actually a movie starring um, Batman. What's his name? Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. No, Christian Bale. It's Christian Bale. So there was actually Christian a movie. Christian Bale's the only real Batman. Oh, jeez, really? We're going to go here right I'm now? I'm Batman. We don't have time for that. <laughs> we do have time. Oh, God. Oh, uh, then Adam West would like to have her. Where is she? <laughs> She's not in Flatland. <laughs> Hold up. High-quality radio coming from <laughs> you. <right>? <laughs> <laughs> We're good. So, Continue. It's starring uh, Christian Bale does a voice in this movie called Flatland. I can't remember the director's name. Um, I can look it up in a yeah, second. It's- but um so what happens in flatland is there's a bunch of shapes running around and this one person experiences an anomaly where a being from the third dimension comes down to him and prescribes this down direction to this uh, little triangle and the direction of up now when you go to a lower plane you lose an axis so when you move from 3d land to our world to 2d land you just get a cross section. You lose your z-axis. You just get length and width. So if we were in flatland, and I was laying there in flatland, and Colby came walking by me, I would just see his belly button. 
Right, you'd only see a fraction of his body moving through your your through plane, my dimension, through your dimension. That is For all readers I can who don't perceive. Know, um, he's calling me fat. So <laughs> he nope. has quite the belly. Nope. <laughs> nope. Black holes are real. What does that? Did you, <laughs> you call just me call really Colby fat? Black you call me so massive <laughs> that I swallow everything around me. No, he's saying that a black hole would have a hard time if you tried to jump into it. <laughs> I love you, Colby. Fuck you, guys. Okay, Colby's not even fat. <laughs> I was the best man at his wedding. <laughs> this is what we do. I was a groomsman, but, you know. Yeah. I'll fight you for it. Anyway, so, I won. Um, you, <laughs> it, I wasn't I, I wasn't it. trying to argue. I wasn't fighting Straight you, up, bro. I won. That's the end of the conversation. Uh, fuck you, Dave. So... When you perceive another dimension, you can only see what your eyes can see. And this is one thing that when, when me and James were doing research that blew our minds was the fact that we live in a 3D world, but you can only see 2D. You can only see two dimensions and the fact that you can only see length and width. Now, your brain calculates and perceives the third dimension and you know, oh, that's a corner. And I think all it's all of your senses put together as well because you can feel. Mm-hmm. You can feel dimension. You can feel in 3D dimension. Um the way sound bounces off the walls, you can mm-hmm. hear in 3D. Mm-hmm. I think it's everything combined gives so, you 3D. So take that little nugget and we'll hold on to it, that you can use your senses and other stuff to perceive Did you it. say nugget? Yeah, I said nugget. Like chicken nugget? Yeah, like tendies. Chicken nugger. Oh, no. sweet Chicken nugger french, french fry. fry. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay. So in 2D land, if we were to visit and we prescribe to them this direction of up and we're trying to teach them about our world they would only see a cross-section of us so if a if a sphere was moving through 2d land you they would just see a circle they know what a circle is they can measure the circumference they can travel around and they can see a circle what they would see is a circle growing and shrinking as you moved up and down and passed through their world you'd be both infinitely small and reach to your full mass and then shrink back down again as you pass through their plane so if you understand this, they can under with their minds, they physically cannot see the third dimension, but they could measure, calculate, and identify the third dimension and the direction of up. Just by the size of the circle that's moving through their plane. Mm-hmm. If a if a sphere is moving through the second dimension, mm-hmm. yeah. They could they could measure it, they could track it, they could under they could perceive what it was, but they couldn't physically go there, they couldn't physically see. So in the fourth dimension, and what we're talking about the fourth dimension right now is spatial fourth dimension. There's a big difference because there's an argument in the fourth dimension of both spatial and temporal. Spatial is shapes and physical. Temporal is what people refer to in the fourth dimension as time or space time is the space fourth time. dimension. Gravity. No, those are interstellar. Gravi- no, wait, what? No. They, so those... I saw a movie once. I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. So using this knowledge, we can, in the same theory, we can perceive what the fourth dimension would be, even though we physically couldn't see it, measure it, hold it, or touch it. In the fact that if a fourth dimensional object or being, hopefully, could visit us, we would just see a cross section of what they would be. Mm-hmm. Now, what that would look like, we have the map to show what it would look like in our realm, but that does not at all show what the actual shape is what these shapes are hyper shapes uh, the most famous one in fact is in the recent uh, marvel avenger series which is yes. known as a tesseract 
which a lot of people don't understand, a tesseract is a fourth dimensional cube. It is a shape that breaks our dimensions. And that's why Marvel uses it as a tool to explore time travel and interdimensional interspace travel. And the fact that this is a fourth dimensional object, you enter the object, come out the other side into a different place. Now, here's the cool thing that I found out about the Tesseract. See, I always thought the Tesseract was actually a 4D shape. But with the research that I did, and tell me if I'm wrong, it looks actually like the Tesseract is the shadow of a 4D shape. It's not actually the 4D shape itself. It's, so It's the same thing. It's the so shadow if you representation. think about it as a cube, right? So the way to project a cube into 2D is what you drew in when you were a kid in school, right? You draw the lines, you draw a square, you draw the second square, you draw the connecting lines. So the Tesseract is the same idea, but fourth dimension. It's, it's very hard to actually picture how that works um, because it's all the angles have to be 90 degrees from one another, which when we're drawing it, of course, they're not. They're, you know, 30 to 45. Right, when they draw, draw it out on the Tesseract. But that's the idea of the Tesseract is that all the angles are 40 degrees of each other. And what we're seeing degrees. is... Or, yeah, I'm sorry, 90 degrees. In reality. Um, in reality. But what we can see is only the shadow of the Tesseract, right? So if you were to shine... A light on the tesseract and it were to picture itself onto a 2d piece of paper that's what it would look like is a cube inside of a cube with the connecting lines so to the to the corners on that because i was researching this this morning this is going to blow your mind all right we have I'm a little s- too drunk to have my mind blown so no, be careful no, this is for <laughs> this, listeners, this is, hit and this, is this is a mind blown moment when i learned this <laughs> so for you listeners hopefully it's that way too so if you have a square in the 2D land, you shine light on it. Light's coming from above it. When it goes to 1D land, it's just a line. It's one edge of the square. When you go to 3D land, you shine a light on the 3D representation of a square, which is a cube. In flat land, the shadow is a square. When right. you move up to the next dimension, to the fourth dimension, you shine a light source onto the tesseract. The shadow is a cube. It is a three-dimensional shape. When you shine a light onto a tesseract, you will see a shadow that is a cube. It just shows a cube? It shows How is that cube. possible? There's so many more lines. It's because okay, you're, yeah, thinking third, this. you're thinking about in the third dimension. So, <laughs> Oh my god. This so, was the wrong topic for the first episode. <laughs> okay, we'll you know, try this again. Okay, so explain it one more time. No, so, I understand what you're trying to say. Whenever, it just doesn't make you, sense in my brain. In math, in math, whenever you cast a shadow from something, you lose a dimension. Yeah. So... If we're in 2D, we go to 1D. 3, we go to 2. 4, we come to our world. So the shadow of a fourth dimensional object is a 3D object that we see. Okay. Did anybody anybody happen to bring a Tesseract with you that Mm -hmm. we can can shine a shadow on? Yeah, I have one right here. In your pocket? No. Wow, that's impressive. (laughs) He's fucking lying. (laughs) So the most common representation of a Tesseract or a hypercube, and they use that interchangeably in our world, is a wireframe model, which is just that. You take a bunch of wires, make a bunch of vertices, do all that kind of stuff. And then how they do that is they'll put another cube attached to that showing the different things. Because... So if you think about it, to make a 3D object, you lay down a 2D net, is what they called it in math, right? Mm-hmm. When you had a dice, you had six cubes laid out and most commonly a cross, which I think is wrong. But Oh, yeah, to fold it. Uh-huh. So yeah. you fold it. So, Jesus Christ. So to make Jesus a corner in math, Christ. you take three 
of those shapes. So if you take three squares and you put them on one vertice, you come up with one half of the cube. Three squares, right? Sure. You have one corner. You take those and match it up. To get to a hypercube, you take three cubes, join them on the same vertice, and it equals the angle. And that is what will be one corner of your tesseract, is three cubes joined at one vertice. Is one corner of the tesseract? You're going so deep that I just can't even keep up right now. <laughs> so that is... Yeah, awesome. I'm lost. But that, I mean, that's insane. So let's talk about the applications of it. Hopefully, if we were able to perceive and access the fourth dimension, both spatial and temporal, which we can cover next in this time and space-time. Right. When we, If we were able to access the fourth dimension, we could shorten t- space travel into what would take millions of light years into perceivably a few seconds, which would be teleportation. <gasps> oh my god. Dun, dun, dun. There's some movies about this I've seen. Mm-hmm. So if we could manipulate access the fourth dimension, because if you think about it, if you draw a square on your graph paper, right? Boom, mm-hmm. got my square. Now, I could draw a line from one corner of the square and travel all the way across the paper to the other corner of the square. Right. But if I take my pencil, start at one corner, access the third dimension, go into our direction, which is up, I can appear from one corner of that square to the next corner of the square without touching the paper at all and almost, for argument's sake, twice as fast. Right. So if we were able to access the fourth dimension and we could put these piece, piece, uh, puzzle pieces back together... We could, it would make space travel so much easier. We could colonize Mars. We could colonize the next galaxy. Hell, if we want to go to the, the black next... hole M87, we possibly could be there in a matter of minutes. M83. Right. Three minutes? No, M83. It was at M83. Oh, yeah. okay. Space. Got numbers. They don't got names. There's too many of them. It's lame. We should call it Laura. Laura? <laughs> yeah, what's your reasoning? Black hole Laura. Um, James, because... what are you doing tonight? Staring at Laura? <laughs> the reasoning... God, she's huge! I just really like the way her hole <laughs> absorbs everything. Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> I don't know why, Laura. I watched a little, uh, not a little, a lot of Little House on the Prairie when I was a child. Oh. So Laura is one Laura, of the girls' names. No. Laura Ingalls. Anybody out there? Shout out to Little House on the Prairie? No? Uh, no, oh, I grew man. up in Utah, but KBYU is run by well, I grew up in Utah as well. Anyway. Wow, fascist. I'm just going there immediately. I <laughs> <laughs> didn't take long. So one thing that I thought was kind of cool uh, when I was doing the research is that when... So in in 3D, in 3D, we see a cube, basically, right? Yes. But we only see one side. We see almost in 2D, can, but it's 3D because, you know, all of our senses come together and see 3D, smirts. right? Mm-hmm. So 3D, we see one side of a cube. In 4D, we see all of the sides of the cube at the same time, mm-hmm. is the way that it was kind of described to me. Correct. Okay. So, like, when you're in elementary school and you're, I don't know if you guys did this, but you, you make shapes, you make a cube, but you have to cut it out from paper, and there's, like, the cross-representation of the cube, yeah, right? Yeah, like we were talking about earlier. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just crazy that you'd be able to see all of those sides of the cube at the same time and that's and that's like one thing that like that's what like physicists will say when they are talking about the fact that you your brain physically isn't able to construct what this would look like well it's because we live in a simulation but you know well yeah i mean mean, that's that's one theory like relativity one of these is right one of these is wrong um i'm right (laughs) you're not right you're not right elon made this shit up 
Elon made it up. I believe it. I don't know the Zuck man. Fuck the Zuck. <laughs> the, the Zuck, Zuck is the Zuck a robot. Suck my duck. <laughs> <laughs> the Zuck. No. Says says the guy playing love, on Facebook at the moment. I love. Are you playing on Facebook in the middle of a podcast? No. Okay. You just said you were. Yes. He was messaging his wife. I'm, I'm messaging. Uh, I'm trying yeah, to get my plans ready for tomorrow. It's I'm sorry. Tomorrow? Yes. today. I'm aware. Not in space But I'm also time. drunk, and space. I need to get up early, so i got to figure this out. Space time. They exist at the same time. So He's got a point there. So really, none of it even matters. Yeah, so really, everything is okay, and I'm doing fine. So, I mean, this is like... What? <laughs> This is where like a lot of people struggle with like space time and the fact that time is infinite, it has no beginning, no end, always will exist. And this is where a lot of physicists and mathematicians split in the freedom of will and choice. Because like you... Sam Harris, Sam Harris doesn't really believe in free will. Mm-hmm. Sam Harris, I love Sam Harris. I don't know who that is. You don't know who Sam Harris is? I guess not. Who are you as a person? I don't know you. What the Hold fuck? Did you... Do you know Hold who on. Sam Harris is? Hold on. I'm so bad with names. Oh he, he my no god. Shit. Who's Sam Harris? Yeah, I don't know who the fuck this guy is. He's a neuroscientist. I don't, I don't he, give a shit about brains. You guys are just... No, I am so bad with names. Like, the only fact I know your two names is because I've known you both for almost seven years. Well, who Colby for like people? eight years. You for like... Sam Harris. Four or five years. Oh my god. Oh my god. Anyway, so <laughs> a lot of them have a struggle with free will and the fact that, by definition... Time has always existed, beginning and end, and always will exist at all intervals at all times, which makes time travel possible. Yep. This theory. But by that In the fourth argument, dimension. That's a little of, different. Yeah, that's, that's the string theory, the, and that's quantum yeah. mechanics, and that's a whoo. I'm not going down that <laughs> That's too much. <laughs> we have to link it somehow, though. We can talk about quantum mechanics one day. No. Okay. Yeah, I'm just saying. We talk We're about talking about theory. the fourth dimension We can today, do a dummy's so. guide to string theory. I ain't scared. I'm a dummy. I'm scared. I'm terrified. No, I'm not scared. So in this in this theory, the um, <laughs> dropping shit over the there. Worst stink eye. <laughs> he was I'm sorry. I'm he got stop he got stuff. two stink eyes. How many sock eyes are you in? Well, okay. Let's be clear. He's not measuring. Yeah, I'm He's, not. I'm... He has a drinking glass in front so, of him. So so let's let's go ahead and we will. Yeah. How how many ounces is this bottle? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so this is in which dimension? 720 milliliters. <laughs> I really like okay. that bottle. It's a triangle. I am... The bottle is a triangle. It's fantastic. Uh, Sloan has had... How many would you say? Probably 120 milliliters? 150 milliliters. I don't know. Enough. I'm probably going to be calling someone to drive. Uh, I probably should. I get to sleep here. <laughs> so lucky. Um, I got to work tomorrow. And there's not make it in. probably 50 milliliters left. So I'm into it about 600 millimeter, milliliters. That's equivalent to a couple um, of shots. You probably you, should not slow which down. Which is about four shots. Yep. <laughs> you should, should cool the, cool the, slow the flow. So, so, yeah. So this back to free will, which Colby has I none have of. None. Free will. What's I have f- none of free will. No, he does not. Free so will. In this argument. <laughs> free will. Uh, free oh, oh, God. <laughs> Wait, what does free will have to do with the fourth dimension? Are we getting uh, off topic here? free will. We, we freed will. He's free. He's willy. Free weary. Free, free weary. Oh no, <laughs> I'm losing the cats. Our are we getting are off topic? So what's topic? Free will. Since time exists. What's topic? What's topic? Oh god, derailed free so fast. Weary. <laughs> okay, no more. So, <laughs> so space time exists, beginning and end. Everything exists at the same time. So this means, by that argument, the choices you've made, you have already made and will make consistently and thoroughly throughout the history of your life so that means the fact that you woke up and got this morning 
got up. Good God. Woke up God, this morning. Got this bread. <laughs> One good thing about this first episode is we're all learning how much we get to drink for future episodes. Turns out a whole bottle of sake, not a good idea. Turns out a whole bottle of sake when you've got to get up at 6 a.m. the following morning and go racing, not a good idea. Normally it's pretty good. It's going to make it way more exciting. Are you going to feel like Johnny Knoxville tomorrow? Uh, probably. Hey, he's clean now. Who's clean? I'm going to feel like Johnny oh, Knoxville Johnny? 10 yeah, years good ago. for him. Same with him and Steve-O. Yeah, Steve-O's clean too. <laughs> this has nothing to do Still has podcast. a penis tattoo. And it's supposed to rain tomorrow. In case you're curious. So I'm <laughs> what racing the in the rain. What are we even talking about right now? <laughs> so, no free will. Colby's free is gone. Free. <laughs> no free will because everything's already happened and it will everything's going to happen in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The same way that it's supposed to happen forever. Everything forever. is predetermined. I guess is mm-hmm. the easiest way. I think and this is bullshit. where a lot of phys- physicists diverge because right. half of them say, by our definition of time, none of this can happen. But by this definition of time, it allows time travel possible. The other half is like, no, you can make your choice because I can decide to do this or not to do this. How that affects space time in the future, we're unclear. Right. Which makes time travel way dangerous in the fact of the butterfly effect that's what i was just gonna say the butterfly effect but it doesn't matter good movie starring ashton kusher yes i have yet to see it but it's on my netflix list you haven't seen it no i haven't it's a it's a pretty good one looks like it's gonna be a mind bender lucky bend what's that ray bradbury book the what uh, there's a there's a Ray Bradbury book that actually goes over. Okay, what's a the book? true life story of Rad Bradbury? What is what is book by Rad Bradbury? Mm, okay, is there words? Have you really never read a Ray Bradbury? I don't know Rad who Ray, Ray, Bradbury. Ray Bradbury is. No, I don't know who. That so the book the book I'm thinking of is called The Sound of Thunder. So in A Sound of Thunder, I mean, it, it just slight tangent on the butterfly. Animals. The thunder rolls. In 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 A Sound of Thunder, it actually goes over time travel. Right, so it actually um, is is kind of a tangent to the topic we're on, because they actually are going over and discussing slightly the butterfly effect. So the the point of a, the sound a sound of thunder was the this guy super rich wanted to go back in time and he wanted to hunt a T Rex. That was what he wanted to do. That was his dream. Right? Why? That's fucking scary. Also, have you seen Jurassic yeah. Park? Also, Metal AF. Had yeah. You, yeah, Metal AF. If you survive, have you read the books? I got machine guns. T Rex has got tiny little chubby arms. I mean, that's okay. What they had Those tiny little right. chubby arms have more strength than your entire right. body. Yeah, but he ain't got strength for fifty. Have cal. you seen those teeth? Do you think he can catch a bullet with that? He's no kung fu master. It's a T Rex, in might. Ah, uh, yeah, he'll catch it in his. Him. You know. can catch Jackie it right Chan. in his skull. Yeah. Talking about Jet Li. Um, Do you guys know Jackie Chan has a twin brother? What's his name? Not Jackie Chan. Terry Chan? <laughs> I don't know. Hacky Chan. Hacky Chan. Hacky <laughs> Chan. Um, <laughs> anyway. So he, he goes on the safari to <laughs> kill a T-Rex, because that's what he wanted to do. Um, so, anyway. Long story short, he's running from the T-Rex, and so they have a a guided path that they want you to step on that actually floats above the ground. Right. And the idea of this path is that you're not stepping on the ground, which may alter the future. Mm-hmm. Um, he accidentally on his way, well, he doesn't accidentally, he gets off the path because he's trying to find his way back really quickly. Um, he steps on a butterfly. So this is where the butterfly effect, the actual movie mm-hmm. came from, was actually Ray Bradbury. And why it's coined the and butterfly effect. And why it was effect. coined the butterfly effect is for this exact reason in that 
killing that one butterfly has caused a series of events that have led up to a, a complete change of the future. So it, it went from his future being bright and spry and, you know, they're talking about on their way back they're talking about fascist presidents and stuff like that. Um, it went from being a bright and spry future. That butterfly has now caused his future to be shitty, basically. Right. Um, the fascist presidents have taken over and it's run over with garbage, blah, 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 blah. Um, I'm too drunk to remember the movie or the book, apparently. Um, but that's, that would go over the butterfly effect. Now, depending on how you view space-time, as we were talking about, um, it could be linear or it could be... Compressed. Yeah, compressed. That's what I was looking for. So you, the butterfly effect could be a thing or it could be... No free will. <laughs> no free will. <laughs> no free will. <laughs> no free will. <laughs> so yeah, the other side of the fourth dimension is the temporal side, which we're exactly. alluding to now. Now this is going to uh, quantum meta- mechanics, isn't it? Space-time goes into... Quantum mechanics helps ratify space-time and develop further theories. Time being... Space-time being the fourth dimension is what would make time travel theoretically possible. Creating an anomaly in a warp in space-time, which would be... Something we know called a wormhole. Potentially. So the idea behind time being the fourth dimension is if we can manipulate this fourth dimension in the temporal sense which due to the theory of relativity time is based on speed and mass and so how fast you can stop oh no wait that's a crash never mind <laughs> so with quantum mechanics and your argument is with quantum mechanics we can argue the fact that we can go faster than light yes. without quantum mechanics you cannot go faster than light you will reach light speed and then time stops and you simultaneously exist on your landing pad and the launch pad at the same time same if you time. reach light speed. Yeah. With what quantum mechanics. Yeah, because with light speed, like that's how, like, for instance, the sun. It takes eight minutes for the sun's light to reach us here on Earth. When that light photon leaves the sun, it is traveling at light speed. Even though it takes eight minutes to get to Earth, it simultaneously exists from the sun and hitting the Earth's crust at the same time until it is absorbed into another atom or another physical object. Right. So if once you reach light speed, time stops. Mm-hmm. The fourth dimension stops. It stops at light speed? Light speed is light zero speed time. Light speed is zero time. Okay. What makes time travel pass... What makes time travel pass... Possible possible words are hard words are so hard <laughs> when you've had too much socket cannot this is full move your limbs had enough socket apparently motor oh. skills are gone speaking skills are gone it's big <laughs> <laughs> good thing we're doing a podcast hey it's fine that's why it's called brew science, brew science. Brew science. what was the name of our brew, brew science <laughs> That's we. I don't know if we can do that. We can't. It's illegal. <laughs> no way. Oh, no. Oh, I don't want to mess with him. He scares me. He don't scare me. No, he terrifies me. He divorced his wife because she wouldn't take care of his house plants. Well, I mean, his fucking house plants died. Okay, they died. That's a life taken. What? Oh, I thought about this the other day. Oh right. god, hold on. tangent, hold on. tangent time. Yeah, okay. Go. I think this whole podcast has been a tangent. <laughs> We've but been okay. on like ten minutes. Plants, certain plants have a lifespan, right? They'll live one life cycle and they'll end. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, their energy continues into 
whatever's next. But not what we're arguing. So you plant you plant a perennial. You have to plant it per year. Yes. Hence perennial. Per per equals per per annual. If it doesn't seed, you have to replant it. Yes. Annual come up every year. Yes. Annuals perennials. So (laughs) my tangent that we lost track of. Plants like conifers and evergreens yeah. can live forever. Mm, they don't have a defined lifespan. As yes. long as they have don't have any other outside forces damaging them, they can theoretically live forever. Well, that's actually... Did you guys know this? That's actually like a shark. Yes. Sharks some, some species. Some like a, like a great white doesn't have... They don't get cancer. They don't have any really any diseases that affect them so really the only way that they die is if they're killed by something else you know a shark or a propeller or whatever or if they um they actually grow too old and too big that they can't actually feed themselves so they starve to death Mm -hmm. so like plants space-time would be a really interesting study same with identical twins okay the plants, I can understand why the identical plants. So you're starting idea... to sound more and more like Hitler as this podcast. <laughs> I am not Genetics. a Nazi. Citizen, Eugenics was a great idea. <laughs> I didn't say it was a great idea. I said it needs to be it needs looked to be at again. Further. <laughs> says says Hitler over here. Uh, no, throw pants. No, I didn't Hitler, say. I didn't AKA say AKA slow. Oh no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah. Physicists would love to have an identical twin set of twins to do this experiment. And the fact that you take one twin, because they've done studies on the fact that identical twins have this weird connection, right? Yeah. You like can a psychic sense connection Yeah. Sort. It's been mm, proven that they have shit. this. No, it's been proven they have this weird innate sense. It's really fascinating. And the fact that they're genetic. This is the important part. The fact we'll that go they're back genetic, into more eugenics later. This is okay, the important good. part. That's what I want to talk about. I'd love to do an episode on eugenics. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! And Hitler's slow shows up. Oh no! You're not helping your case. <laughs> I'm not saying murder people. I'm saying control the breeding process. <laughs> oh no! Murdering people. Oh, I sound I sound so Marty. terrible. Uh, I'm not. Oh, I'm gonna stop. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> Jesus. Yes, he can't God. save you now. So, the important the important part about identical twins is their genetic code is identical yeah. with identical twins. So they could do this awesome study in the fact that we keep one twin on Earth at normal time the on the atomic clock. Uh, NASA just did this study with um, the one in space. Oh my God! What were those uh, the astronauts' names? Mm-hmm. Twins. Mm-hmm. Okay, they I'm kept one on Earth and they sent one up into yep. space. We so they did to, a small uh, scale. Search that. And well, the funny thing about space time is there is a measurable difference between even the ground and ten feet off the ground because mm-hmm. space time is warped by gravity. Mm-hmm. So what they want to do is keep an identical twin on Earth, send the other identical twin up to, and skim across the surface. Or the border edge of a black hole black where hole time where essentially time is... stops yeah. because their genetic code is identical. So they can see how that would affect the human body on a... They have a control, mm-hmm. which is the twin, and then the other twin would be the test. So the fact that a black hole can warp space-time to a point where even light, which theoretically, if you reach light speed, time stops. Black hole absorbs light it cannot escape the gravitational field it gets sucked into a wormhole no black hole black hole black hole wormholes are different too much sake wormholes 
time travel. I That'd just want to interject the uh, the two astronauts that they're doing the that they just did the study on are Scott Kelly and Mark Kelly. Scott Kelly was the astronaut that spent almost a year up in space, and so Mark Kelly was here on Earth. He back was to the, the the tangent. The, the actually uh, James went over to smaller goes. It's actually so Interstellar the movie right. That's the easiest actually way to visualize this is because actually on Interstellar they actually went over this exact theory um, in that they right one of the the crews had to go down to the water planet where you know there was a ship crash because one of their anyway long story short um, they get down to that planet and they come back so they get trapped on this planet for what is an hour not even that like it that. was minutes yeah, it's, it's under it's an a handful no of i minutes. think it's about 40 minutes what they're yeah, on so the it's, planet. it's it's 40 minutes they're stuck on this planet and that's it that's it's just 40 minutes and they get back up to their spaceship where they had um, their one uh, dude that was hanging back and he's aged what 40 years 50 something years, like something that, like that? Something, something crazy because like that. Yeah. gravity has warped space time as we're talking about here the so, fourth dimension yeah yeah I mean, that's essentially... Time is the fourth dimension. Yeah, we're talking about the temporal one. Temporal Um, dimension. Because this is actually, you know, showing that time is is relative. This is back to Einstein's theory. Time could be relative in the sense of the gentleman in the outer space, he's experiencing what most would consider standard time of some sort. Um, Whereas the folks down on the planet are experiencing accelerated time, or or vice versa, I'm sorry, uh, slowed time. so they're on the planet and they don't age at all, whereas a gentleman in space ages forty plus years and he feels like they, you know, he's lost them for forty plus years and right. can't get back to them. So that's a good example of what what we're talking about here and in visualizing it anyway. Interstellar was a great movie. Oh, it was a fantastic it was a, movie. It was a very good movie, especially fact, for explaining points of the fourth mm-hmm. dimension, like animated stuff like that. Absolutely. Animated in easy, digestible format exactly. for a lot of people, and that was one thing that Bill and Nye talked about when he was here in Utah. And the fact that we live in a golden age with the internet and all that kind of stuff, which we plan on doing an episode on the internet later. Um, information is so readily accessible to everyone, and that's kind of what we want to do. Is kind of just put out subject matter and the fact that easy digestible even if you take just a tiny little piece of information away that you're that much more smarter you can take that add it to your toolbox to whether this inspires you or anything like that it's just one more little nugget and the fact that movies like interstellar um shows like this and other things just a general overall broadening of information and making it more accessible to a lot of people in an easy, digestible format. Now, if ours is easy or digestible, <laughs> or, I don't think for argument. I'm I'm just looking at the time what we're on right now. I don't think any of this is digestible. Oh, it's digestible. Well, Whether it's informational or not, is it's a not informational. I think this is probably just a long rant, but you know, I think it's fun. Oh. But, I mean, that's actually, so back to Interstellar, it actually does a couple really cool points in that movie because it actually goes over space-time, of course, and it also goes over um, time is linear, right? So, Mm -hmm. actually, in the the movie, man, I am so bad with actors' names. What's the main actor's name? Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey, right? All right, all right, all right. (laughs) At the beginning of the movie, he sees shadows, or well, his daughter does, sees shadows on the ground, Blah, blah, blah. Basically, he's telling his daughter, you know, or his himself to not go. Um, Slash but, to go. Yeah. <laughs> so exactly. he, he's showing 
that time is linear so that he he himself can see himself at the beginning versus where he can also see himself at the end. Mm-hmm. So he he is trying to convince himself um, to not go on this trip, but also go, quote unquote. Um, I don't remember where I was going with this. And the fun fact is, since he went there, he was able to access the fourth dimension. And exactly. Accessing the fourth dimension, giving his daughter the nuggets of information to access the theory of relativity to warp space time and essentially save human race so at this point we almost need a miracle like that the way our planet's heading Mm -hmm. so can we talk about that for a second though because through interstellar the the daughter i can't remember her character's name Mm -hmm. but when she's young she thinks it's a ghost right she thinks Mm -hmm. it's a ghost that's Mm -hmm. that's trying to tell her something um I'm not, I don't believe in ghosts or whatnot, you know, not the, not the demon, not the demon version, you know, not the angel version, not the, you know, your soul passes on. Oh, definitely not. But what if, what if a ghost is actually what we see as the fourth dimension moving through our third dimension? What is, what if that's actually what we uh, see? Like, that's a very plausible Just like in Interstellar, the movie. Mike. What when people talk about ghosts, angel, and demons, I believe that is just their religious rhetoric. Yeah, exactly. Commanding and putting a name and a face on something that they don't understand, and that's been proven through the human psyche from the very beginning. I mean, with the Romans and Greeks, we didn't have the tides from the moon. We didn't have all this growing seasons and stuff. That was quote unquote gods interfering the with gods. their lives. Mm-hmm. Now. I believe in ghosts and spirits in the fact that I believe there is a force out there that interacts with us. Oh, if only. Um, (laughs) Okay, at the end of the episode, we've got to talk about this new Star Wars trailer. No, we can pass. (gasps) Okay, you can shut up for a minute at the end. You can sit out for Colby and I can talk about it. Fair. I'll just be negative. Um, So, so like, with your your idea of a fourth-dimensional being, whether whatever that is, whether it's in with future third humans, dimension, or whether it's a totally different alien being. Mm-hmm. No, I think it's a definitely a, a plausible theory, but I mean, it, anything, the fourth dimension is so wide open. In fact, it's that crazy. a lot of physicists are considering that grav. one thing that can traverse multiple dimensions from the zero dimension up to the n dimension is gravity. Gravity exists in all dimensions and gravity actually blurs between dimensions mm-hmm. that's why it oozes with, with that's, that's one matter, phrase yeah it yeah. oozes that's with, one phrase physicists will use constantly is that gravity oozes into our dimension that's how we actually other that's how we can actually see dark matter within our universes we can Which see is, gravity or sense gravity yeah, we can so find gravity if, moving through that dark matter yeah absolutely so if there was like if there was a fourth dimensional being trying to communicate to the third dimension or vice versa if we could influx gravity in some way i think that is a very viable form of communication i mean we know that gravitational waves produce a sound that is audible to the human frequency we can hear gravitational waves we need the right equipment but we can actually hear gravitational waves and this is discovered back in 2015 when they recorded two black holes colliding which was another piece of the puzzle of relativity and yeah, the fact let's talk that about that oh, that deserves almost it's an episode it's on its own um but they recorded in 2015 two black holes colliding and it created this gravitational ripple wave that went across the whole universe and that's how powerful this happens 
and we were able to hear it here on Earth. And it happened, I think they said, about 50 million light years away is where they guessed it happened. Which, how we far away it. is that? That's... 50 million light years. <laughs> I mean, uh, I know, but <laughs> how long ago did that actually happen? So for those people that don't um, but... understand, a light year in science is what happens. It is a measurement of speed and the fact it takes light one year to travel that distance. Through, through no medium. Through no medium, through no correct. Medium. Through so open void, through open space, through open, open space. void of space. The so, vacuum. just to make that harder to understand, what if it's moving through asteroids and planets and it would be obstructed dust? and be distorted? So it would be different, or, or wouldn't even we wouldn't even we hear it if it was so, obstructed. So, say we calculate how long it's going to take in light years to get to this certain solar system. It could be way longer. If yeah, but it is. But you're talking about scales that are there. so so grand a little asteroid and what i mean by little asteroid it could be the size of our earth is a little asteroid it wouldn't make a difference because the the amount of the amount of space in between there is so infinitesimal but it would make a difference because we would be the ones traveling so i mean we live an average lifespan of what 90 years Seventy. If you're not American, okay. seventy. Years. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, a yeah. That's a good fact. <laughs> so it makes a difference, potentially. Potentially. Well, if you could wrinkle space time, theoretically, it's funny you could just. Not that fat. If you could wrinkle space time and create an anomaly, you you would don't even care what's in your way. Right. It's not. Potentially. Like through an apple. Which is a really interesting thing. If we warp space time, we only the only thing we know that warps space time right now is dark energy and gravity. Yep. So if we could find a way to amplify gravity to the nth degree, we theoretically could warp space time, but it would probably destroy everything around you. It would destroy our entire Earth. It's we need like to uh, try and bring this back to the fourth dimension. Are we still talking about the fourth dimension? Yeah. Space time. Okay. I was good. I was actually gonna make uh make a statement on that. So ghosts, right? So we can we can talk about that ghosts and apparitions. So what Sloan had said earlier in that um shadows, right? So if we see a shadow of a three D object posted onto a two D object, it's of course flat. Mm-hmm. If we see it in two D, we lose a dimension. Mm-hmm. Fourth dimension, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a shadow, quote unquote, of an object in a fourth dimension would appear to us in a 3D shell. So mm-hmm. it would so appear to us it would in the world that we world exist in. An aberration of some sort. So maybe a shadow figure, a one shadow might figure say, which is an anomaly that yeah, I've experienced. I mean, that's something like you, ooh, I got chills all of a sudden. I know. <laughs> ooh, Woo, I got even that's think about that. That is, is yeah, because definitely that that that. You know, if you if you think about that, right? That's the easiest way we can we imagine spirits because people. I, I mean, I have seen spirits. You know, James, I'm sure you have, and we've yes, all seen some form of a spirit or something. A quote unquote spirit. We'll we'll use a quote unquote. Right. Um, I got goosebumps. It, it's because it's that could be some being or something commu- or attempting to communicate to us in the fourth dimension. Yeah, and it's not on Zach Baggins. Can I tell a story? Sure. Or is that too far? What time of time we got? It's a, a shadow figure story when I was a child. How much time have we got? This will only take 30 seconds. Go. Do it. Okay, so okay. when I was a child, I have this memory of some kind of shadow figure uh, when I was laying in my bed. Now, it sounds like a ghost story, which for a long time I thought it was a ghost story. Is this but your Uncle Tom? This is not Uncle Tom. <laughs> That's very racist. <laughs> 
Six, you couldn't pick another name. You could other not than pick Uncle Tom. I, you know, you bro. couldn't have picked Uncle Phil or Bob <laughs> or, or another rapist, baby. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> Uncle gonna, Bundy. Like, come on. I'm Jeffrey Dahmer, the people know <laughs> Jeffrey, <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer, I would have taken Uncle over Uncle Tom. Can I didn't even 100%. think about that correlation? <laughs> the show is okay. painting me anyway, to be a we'll miserable him, person. We'll call him Uncle Bill. <laughs> Yes, Sloan is a Nazi oh, racist. Oh, the racist Nazi. <laughs> okay, I work anyway. for the government. <laughs> Don't say you that. You're not you making fire. It's fine. I represent them well. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Nothing our president hasn't said. <laughs> That's, he's got a point. Grandmother. Uh-huh. Anyway, anyway, shadow figure above your bed. Okay, no, not above my bed. Oh, below your bed. <laughs> giggity in his bed when giggity, i was giggity giggity below your bed what kind of oh my what are you into nothing oh holes no, in the mattress. i was a child oh, let's let's take our mind out of the gutter okay it's gone so <laughs> when away. when i was a child probably you know six or seven years um i remember a, a very clear memory that has stayed the same through my entire life as far as i can tell um, there was uh, some kind of shadow figure standing in my doorway, you know, just shaking its head back and forth. And it seemed like it went on for hours. Now I was just a child. So I don't know if this was a dream. Maybe it was a dream. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was actually seeing a shadow figure. Now a shadow figure, as I've grown older and done research and listened to different podcasts and whatnot, the shadow figure is actually a reoccurring phenomenon with a lot of people. They just mm-hmm. see a shadow of a mm-hmm. figure moving through i mean their bedroom or whatnot mostly at night but kind of whenever so what if a shadow figure is actually somebody from a different dimension whether that be human or you know a a different kind of alien moving through our dimension something that can live within the fourth dimension i'm not saying it's aliens aliens i mean any aliens defined as anything that's foreign to you so that's acceptable no but like they did a study like one thing one thing that happens is with these things you can't perceive and people just assign something their brain knows is they've been in studies in the fact that if your brain doesn't know what to look for one it'll appear invisible or two your brain will quantify it and try to make it appear like something you do know so these shadow figures and these ghosts that are floating around some of these yeah, not incidences, but some of these... What's the word I'm looking for? Instances, maybe? Sure, some of these instances of phenomenon. Potential... Phenomenon. 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 You're putting the M before the N. Oh, shit. It's way too hard. Anyway, so some of these... Some of these instances could be a fourth dimensional being or object or something touching into our dimension just barely and that's how our brain perceives it is a shadowy figure could not be could, it probably doesn't even look human i guarantee you it doesn't look human not but, from the outside but i mean think of it's uh, just a cross section go back and, go back I'm, to 2d you know in flatland a circle as a circle through moves through as a sphere. sphere moves through its dimension it's going to see a circle so why wouldn't we see a being like ourselves move through our dimension as it's moving because from the fourth be, to the third? Because that would be three of you folded in on themselves. Now, however, what if we think about each one of us is already a fourth dimensional being? So in, let's take Flatland. He's going off. Oh yeah. No, we're, <laughs> let's we're going to do it. <laughs> do it. So let's go to Flatland. Let's right? jump. So each one of them is two dimensional. 
but maybe that's only what they can see. Maybe they themselves are 3D objects moving through space, but they can only see in two dimensions, right? But if we were to see someone in Flatland, we would see them as a third dimension because we're a dimension higher than they are. What if each one of us is fourth dimensional? And when we say we lose our third dimensional body, we move into the fourth dimension. So now we're getting into the religious thing. We're getting into cult territory. Yeah, I'm aware. And I don't want to but... join any circle with you right now. <laughs> I'll join sure? any circle. We have <laughs> sake. <laughs> we have a lot of it. Oh, no. Um, join the dark side. We have sake. But, I, I mean, I'm genuinely, like, what if, what, what if, like, what if those objects, they can only see themselves in the second dimension, but they are a third dimensional object? What if we're the same? What if we can only see ourselves, perceive ourselves, everything as a third dimension? But we are a fourth dimensional object because then that would mean the apparitions or whatever we're seeing, that would mean they, they would have some form of human semblance or something like that because they're fourth dimensional beings, but they're being projected in our system as being third dimensional. So what you're saying, are you saying that maybe what we're seeing is a 3D person, you know, someone living in the 3D dimension, and we're here in our 3D dimension. Maybe it's just an overlap of the dimensions, can, an overlap yeah, of the dimensions, dimensions maybe, in yeah. space-time. So that that's uh, uh, something of that sort. So maybe someone who lives in the fourth dimension, but is projecting themselves in our world. Do you the think they dimension. see themselves in the third dimension? Or do you well, think I mean, they, they see themselves, themselves in the fourth dimension? It would, be, it would be the same as if you were looking down on a graph paper and you put your exactly. thumb on the graph paper. You right. would see your thumb on the graph paper. I mean, paper. that makes sense. I was and just trying to yeah. find yeah, out like, what the I won't, being I won't in the doubt other that there is feeling. something in the fourth dimension if it were talking about spatial fourth dimension. Mm, now, yes. whether we exist in the fourth dimension, I think if we exist in the fourth dimension, we would have a better grasp and able to quantify and physically interact with it. Even not necessarily. As far as time goes, I don't think the human race will ever survive or be able to live in the fourth dimension. Unless because we access the fourth dimension. It, if we access it, yes. But if it if it does survive in in the realm of time, you know, then don't you think we would have come back by now and, and taught ourselves something or told ourselves something? No, because something there's, or... a, there's a very resounding theory that's supported by a lot of physicists that as soon as time travel is invented, you can go from that point forward and you can only go back back to to that that point there's to the point that it was invented you can't go back you can't go back further than that well why is that there's a really there's a because it's yeah so you can only go back to the point in our dimension or what (laughs) but space time is linear but if we're talking about space time as the fourth dimension then if yeah if we're talking about the spatial time that makes time travel possible with space time we there's i can't remember where the math but you can only go back to when it was invented you couldn't go prior because the technology didn't exist so since it didn't exist back then you couldn't go back to that point so stephen hawking because it hosted a, all at the same time so stephen hawking hosted a party i'm not sure what year what year it was he's done it a couple times i bet you he didn't a couple even stand up yeah. for his guests okay oh my god wow you are a <laughs> terrible <laughs> nazi <person>. freaking slow <laughs> oh, <no>. this, <laughs> this podcast today. is making you sound way worse than you actually are <laughs> anyway <laughs> stephen horrible. hawking the great scientist he, um, he he has hosted, I guess, multiple parties for people who ha- are time travelers. time travelers. So he says, hey, I'm going to host this party here, this date and time. He actually sends out invites, 
and if you are a time traveler, then you should know of of that party, and well, he, you he, go and visit and him. Nobody at the party. has showed up. Nobody he, has he ever showed up. He hosts the party first, and then he sends the invites the, the following okay. day. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, so it's just to the point where like, since everything exists at the same time, you mm-hmm. could only travel back to when it originated. You couldn't go behind it because right. it didn't exist back then. So that's how Oh my God, words are hard. That's exactly what I'm saying. Maybe time travel wasn't invented when he actually hosted the parties. Actually, but also, maybe they're just not a fan of Stephen Hawking. Maybe they don't want to go to his parties. Maybe I mean, they think he hosts a really dumb party. From maybe Stephen from Hawking all of was his... a dick. Stephen. No, it's been... It's Stephen. Like... Stephen, sorry. What, what the hell is going on? You're, I don't know. You've had too many beers. Like We've had too much size. I um, I'm feeling fine now. It was just... From all the interviews and stuff, I'm not doubting the man's intelligence. No, but not a not a swell guy. Have you seen the movie? Which movie? The movie that fuck now I can't remember the name. Um, the movie that was made about him, like the biopic, it was great. Starring that one actor, and that one actress. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember. That it was actually a really good movie. It just all of his interviews and stuff. He he definitely has that nepotism and that. Well, for sure, but every great scientist does. I mean, even Einstein wasn't that way. Well, it's called Hawking. It's called Hawking. No, no, no. It's not. It's not. That's not the one. I'm thinking the theory of everything. Then. Yep, that's the one. It's really good. But even I mean, look at Neil deGrasse Tyson. I mean, he's a great guy. Love listening to him or whatever. But he's got an ego about him. Just like every scientist, they know that they're smart, and that's it. Just comes with an ego, which is totally fine. That's, I mean, you're fucking smart. What are you gonna do about it? Uh, the the difference is, I mean, though, where are we getting into this? My, I don't know. It has Neil nothing Tyson, to do with the fourth Tyson. Yeah, with the fourth Tyson. <laughs> oh my god, Tyson. it has nothing to do with the fourth that dimension. Um, yeah, I mean, if we want to get into the fourth Tyson, Mike Tyson was a pretty good one. Oh my god, that left hook. <laughs> However, Tyson Chicken, I think, might have him cooked. I don't know what you just said, but okay. No, that was a bad joke. You should feel bad. Tyson should also feel bad for the way they treat their chickens. I don't, I'll eat your whole family. I'll bite your ear off. Tyson doesn't care. Wait, Wait is which Mike one? Tyson Mike Tyson. Of Tyson Chicken? No. No. That would make perfect sense. Definitely not. No. It makes perfect sense, though. You, the fourth be- dimension. <laughs> so that has been our podcast about the wonderful fourth dimension <laughs> i hope you took a nugget learned something grew as a person i think and, you're just gonna be really confused <laughs> and, <laughs> and i hope you join with us again next time if not we yeah. understand. <laughs> if, if not we understand we didn't end it we're ending it right now i know but we never like curbed the fourth dimension topic <laughs> We can't go back. It's too late. We can go back in time. Support the mention. No, this is that's not how linear time works. Remember? Oh my god! (laughs) You're living in a 3D world, bro. No, I'm living in a 4D world. We literally just went over this. Oh my god! (laughs) This is Sloan. This is James. This is Colby. Join us next time on Bruce Science. But hey, we need to do plugs. Oh shit. Um, oh, shit. If you want to get oh, in contact with us, we are the Brew Science. Oh, what is our email address? I got the, all that info right here. Do it. So we are the Brew Science Pod at gmail.com. That's B R E W S C I E N C E P O D dot com or dot gmail.com. Oh my God. 
Uh, if you have any first. questions or if you have ideas for future episodes, anything like that, go ahead and shoot us an email. Um, and also, we are on Instagram. We are at Brew Science Podcast on Instagram. That's our that's our Instagram handle. I don't even know what that's called. Hashtag H- don't care. Hashtag Brew Science Podcast. Go ahead and check us out. Um, I've learned that I can't drink this much during a podcast. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. But, but hit us up. Give us a follow. If you want to hear about anything, let us know. Um, you'll see that we're actually... I'm not that bad of a guy. Uh, James can be funny. <laughs> and Colby can actually hold his liquor. I I'm hold, I drink so fucking... <laughs> like 90 fucking... None I, of those I things are true. None of those things this are true. like 80 proof. Leave me alone. Oh my gosh. Some things are true. Some things aren't. Just like this podcast. So, anyway. so stay true. tuned for the next episode. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to get better. Don't worry about us. <laughs> Please worry, worry about, about us. us. Worry about us very much. We'll be posting an episode every week. Catch us next time. At Brew Science Podcast. On all of your podcast things. Platforms. Platforms. Yeah. Okay. Like Mario. Mario. Yeah, Mario. Bye. Bye now. Bye.